So we were in Matthew last year, but since it's a new year and it's like January, and we haven't really been in the Old Testament in a long time, we're going to do Genesis. We're going to go... No, just regular Genesis. And we're going to go through some familiar stories. So here's what I need, okay? Everyone is going to name, or not everyone, but raise your hand and tell me a familiar story from Genesis. Yes, Jackie. Raise your hand, Jackie. Good. Adam and Eve. Familiar story. Good. Luke. Cain kills your boy Abel. We're going in, in some in a good order here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Noah builds an ark. Good. We're going a little bit further down. Good. Any other familiar stories? Well, or any other stories? Genesis. Any other? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Good, Sodom and Gomorrah, good. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. Damien, what's up? Okay. You're really throwing me off here. Because that's. Actually, it's sad news. Let's, let's, let's put that on hold for 15 minutes. Let's put that on hold for 15 minutes. Chuck, were you gonna say, e- wait, did someone say Esau? Wait. Did, did you have him? Joseph? Brothers. Joseph, and he had a nice coat. He did. Uh-huh. Yep. Sold him into slavery. Yep. Some angry brothers. Jealous. Yes? There, there, there is a lot in Genesis. There is. There, there's a lot of different things in Genesis that happen. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put our phones away. Uh, Danny, you know have any familiar stories in Genesis? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Today we're gonna do one that's familiar to everyone. Okay. We're just gonna start in Genesis one, and we're gonna read 25 verses of God just speaking and things just coming to be. Okay. So. Let's, I'm gonna read, listen as I read from Genesis 1, verses 1 through 25, okay? It's a lot of God speaking. And try to pay attention to what God is saying and what's happening. Alright. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Good, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the night day, and the darkness he called night. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the waters that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, 
plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. All right, that's the third day. We're going on to the fourth day. And God said, he said again, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars, and God set them in the, in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was Good job. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And then here's the sixth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. All right. We're stopping there because uh, then God goes into making man on the sixth day too. Part of, that's part of the creatures on the earth. Okay. But we're gonna we'll get into that another time because in Genesis there's so much that we can pull out of these passages and every time we look at this passage you could go home and read this passage tonight and you could take something even more away from it. All right, so let's pray and then we're gonna see we're gonna talk about God speaking. Okay, so let's pray. God, thank you for uh, just this night together. Thank you for this time. Thank you that we can read your word and we can just continue to learn and grow and, and that it's living, that we learn something today and we can learn something new tomorrow and the next day. And in 10 years, we can learn something even more, all from the same passage. We thank you that you are alive and that you are with us. And we ask that you would make this apparent to us right now. For all this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so recently I've been having some issues with um, Optimum. We, we had to get Wi-Fi. Michelle warned us not to get Optimum. I but I, I looked, I looked... I I looked at so many other things and no one else, I could find no one else as I typed in my zip code and I went to even the T-Mobile store and some other stores and everyone said no except for Optimum. So I was forced to go with Optimum and I'm trying to find my way out because what happened was they we agreed on a price, right, to pay. That's what you do, the gentleman's deal, right? And then they charged me $130 more than what we agreed on. And I was like, that's not okay. All right. So I get on the phone and I was like, all right, hey, I it looks like this uh, price was wrong. And they're like, oh, yeah, it looks like there's a glitch in our system. And I'm like, OK, easy fix. Right. I can just get this refund and then it'll be the right price every month. And I was like, so I'll get can I get this refund? And they said, yeah, sure. Uh, just call back tomorrow. I'll put it in the system and then call back tomorrow and you can get this refund. And I'm like, I'm like, OK, OK, little little skeptical. All right. Because I've had a run in with Optimum before. But anyways, I. I wanted this refund and I called them the next day and I'm like, hey, uh, so can I get this refund now? I'm talking to them I'm like, give me this refund, please, politely, okay, at this point. And they're like, okay, we'll put the refund through. So they put a refund through, tell me to wait up to seven days to get this refund, okay? Seven days later, I'm, I check and the refund is not there, okay? So I, I call them back 
and I'm also messaging them like on their on the app simultaneously. Is that how you say that word? At the same time. And I'm calling and I'm like, hey, this refund didn't go through. What's going on? And I'm on the phone with them for like almost two and a half hours at this point, just trying to get this refund. And eventually at that point, I'm like, I just want the respect that I deserve. Just give me the respect I deserve. You know, I kind of say that to them, you know, in a pretty cool way, though. I was really cool when I did it. But they didn't give me no respect. Okay, they gave me no respect because they say, okay, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's not figured out. All right. And so then finally, I'm on the phone with them today. Okay. And I'm like, Hey, can I please like, just, you, you can do this. You can, do, I know you can do this. Just figure out how to give me this refund. Right. I'm encouraging them. Right. Gabby. Right. Good. And, and they're like, okay, it's going to be 15 business days to get this refund. When I wanted this like two weeks ago, this refund. And I was like, that seems like a really long time. I want it in five days tops. Like really, I want it tomorrow. Okay. But I'm like, five days top, give me this refund. And they're like, we'll see what we can do, but it's really not up to us. It's really up to the bank. And I'm telling them, give me this refund in five days, but they don't care about what I'm saying. All right. Because my words at Optimum have no power at all. I can say anything to Optimum. I can ask for respect. I can ask for a refund. I can ask for a refund in, in a year probably, and it would mean nothing to them. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, I'm getting kind of heated on an optimum right now. But if you guys ever want to give him a call and say, hey, Silas deserves that refund, feel free. Um, but my words, my words have no power against the optimum infrastructure, okay? But I think something really amazing that we see here, okay, is unlike my words, and I'm sure a lot of you have been in situations where your words have had no power, where you've been trying to get someone to understand something or to make uh, your your voice known and, and what you need known to someone and they just don't get it, don't understand it. I'm sure that all of us are familiar with that feeling of our words having no power. But the amazing thing, one amazing thing that we see about God here is that his words have so, so much power. Like God speaks and whatever he speaks, it goes, it happens, right? What What happens on the first day? God says, let there be light, right? He says these words, let there be light. And then what happens? When he says that, what'd you say? Yeah, there's light, right? Like that's so powerful. But then he doesn't just stop there and let there be light. And then he goes in the second day and he says, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. Something I can't even really comprehend with my mind. Totally. God says this thing and it happens, right? And then he goes on a third day and he creates, he creates all these things. He creates water and land and sea creatures and birds and land creatures. And then he creates humans, Cameron. All just with his words. He does it all just with his words. Like his words have power. His, what, what God says has power. And like when I think about that compared to the power of my words, I'm just like in awe. I'm amazed. Because I'm like, if my words could just have that much power, I would be totally set. I'd have a refund and then some, you know? But I think it, it makes us realize something. When we realize that our words oftentimes don't have power, but that God's words do have power, I think it, it kind of makes us realize something. Like, we need something greater than ourselves to be able to speak on our behalf, to speak for us. There's something greater than us that we can go to and trust. There's someone greater to, than us that we can go to and trust. You know, we can, we can be in awe, even just as we read the simple truth from Genesis 1. There's so many other truths that we can take from this passage. But even as we just read this simple truth of God's words that have power, we can be in awe of that and we can actually turn to him.
and trust him and go with him. And we can follow this big, big, powerful, awesome, amazing God. Right? I mean, who else, who else would you want to turn to? Right? No one has the power in their words like God does. And we can actually follow him. He can, he can speak on our behalf and, and we can be in his family. All right, but I think there's also another thing about God's words that we see in this passage. Okay, if God's remembering that God's words have so much power, okay, think about this as well. I'm going to share a story first. Uh, when I was in when I was in uh, middle school and high school, I used to get really bad acne. Okay, anyone else in the party? Me? All right, yep. Uh huh. And it was like terrible. And and like I just get it on my face, and it was like, kind of embarrassing. But I would just like kind of get used to it and just kind of forget it after a little while. But I remember one time, I was like. I, it was like a summer, and I forget if I was, I think it was like an outdoor like barbecue party that I was at, and I'm sitting there, and then like an older person, like an adult, came up to me, and we were talking, and they're like, hey, what's that on your face? And I don't think they really knew, okay? But they're like, hey, like what's on your face? And, and like they weren't trying to be malicious or anything, but it like drew attention, right? Their words drew attention to something on me that like hurt, that like made me insecure, made me embarrassed about. And so like I remember, I remember that moment because it was kind of like scarring for me. It was like, oh man, like someone noticed this thing about me that I'm insecure about. It made me more insecure. All because of these words, right? These words drew attention to something in me. And th- that person's words were powerful to me, right? They made me think a certain way about myself and be embarrassed and be insecure, right? That person's words had power in my life. But I think as we think about God's powerful words and how what, what God says goes and what God says is true, and holds like the most truth and most weight as we think about that. And then we think about what God says about us. Like if we really listen to what God says about us, that would really change all of our lives. Right? Like that, if you, if you think, everyone think in your head, okay, something that God says about you, about humans, about people. Does anyone have something? Maybe that Jesus says or that God says. Fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Wonderfully made. Anyone else think of anything? I should have read in a couple of verses later, in verse 27, yeah. Made in God's image. Yeah, God says that. I'm going to make man in my image. He actually says that with his words. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as, as you read the Bible, as you read through the Old and New Testament, there are tons of things that God says about who we are as his people. He calls us his children, right? His sons and daughters. And if we really, if God's, if we really believe and know that God's words have that much power and that he's, he's using these words on our behalf to, to really speak meaning and value, and teaching every one of your lives, like that is a powerful truth to hold on to. That yes, like other people's words have power in our lives, right? And they can hurt and they can make us insecure. But walking with God and knowing him and trusting him and his words having the most power, like that is life-changing. So as, as you go about this week, okay, maybe when someone says something to you that maybe hurts, think about something that God says about you. All right, and say, I actually trust Jesus. Let that be an opportunity for you to trust Jesus more and more and to walk with him. All right, let's pray.
and then we'll break up into small groups. Jesus, we thank you that your words have power and that your words have the final say and that what you say, say echoes. We thank you just for this, this creation account in Genesis and how it is so beautiful and wonderful to read about creation being created. How amazing that is to know that it wasn't created like how we create things with our hands, but it was just created with words and it was wonderful and you call it good. Jesus, help us to trust you, to trust what you say, um, and even to be eager to learn what you say about us and about your desires for us. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for speaking to us, and we thank you for being with us um, and reminding us that you're with us when we most need it. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.